in Mark chapter 12, we see all different groups with all different theologies, philosophies, ideologies coming at Jesus to ask questions, yet they all have something in common. Despite the disagreements that they have with each other, the questions that they come to ask Jesus serve a common purpose. It's a trap. In Mark chapter 12, beginning with verse 13, we see one example of this. And they sent to him some of the Pharisees and some of the Herodians to trap him in his talk. And they came and said to him, Teacher, we know that you are true and do not care about anyone's opinion, for you are not swayed by appearances, but truly teach the way of God. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Should we pay them or should we not? But knowing their hypocrisy, he said to them, Why put me to the test? Bring me a denarius and let me look at it. And they brought one. And he said to them, Whose likeness and inscription is this? They said to him, Caesar's. Jesus said to them, Render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. And they marveled at him. The Pharisees and Herodians asking Jesus this question thought they had really got him. Because one of the things that seemed to protect Jesus was the popularity he had among the regular people, and those same regular people viewed Rome as an oppressor. They resented the taxes that they paid. They resented the people among their countrymen who collected those taxes. And at a time like this, in the city of Jerusalem, the city of their great King David, at a time like this, the feast of the Passover coming, that time where they commemorated how they had been slaves under Egypt's oppressive hand and God had led them to victory. They really think that they can trap Jesus with this question. Because if he comes out as being pro-tax, knowing the people hate those taxes, knowing that the people resent the Romans, they'll sway that popular opinion against Jesus. But if he comes out as saying, no, you shouldn't pay those taxes, then the Romans, whose soldiers are in Jerusalem in force, knowing the connotations of the Passover, knowing that rebellious spirit among the Jewish people, if somebody that demands Jesus's popularity says, don't pay your taxes, Roman response will be swift, and Jesus will quickly find himself a prisoner. He'll quickly find himself on the chopping block. Yet, Jesus doesn't fall for the trap. Jesus knows their hypocrisy. He knows that this question that they're asking, this flattery that they're giving, it's all just an act, that they have another motive, and their motive isn't pleasing God. It's not doing God's will. So he masterfully handles their question in a way that doesn't give them either of the things that they were hoping for, that they thought would be the natural response to their question. Taking that coin with Caesar's picture on it, with Caesar's inscription on it, he challenges them. Looks like that belongs to Caesar, right? Then you better give it to Caesar. That wasn't pro-Rome. That wasn't pro-oppressor. That was common sense. That was very practical. 
that was very wise. That wasn't going to turn the people against Jesus, but it acknowledged the reality of the world in which they lived. But then it challenged them. It challenged them to see more than just that reality. It challenged them to not be focused on these little debates, to not be caught up in these traps that we as people so often get caught up into, but to truly ask, what's God's? And am I giving that to him? You see, we need Jesus to challenge us as much as the Herodians and Pharisees did. Because there's things in our everyday lives that we get caught up on. There's expectations that we bring to life that can become traps. Traps that come between us and Jesus. Traps that detract us and distract us from actually doing what God wants done. But if instead of taking these debates... If instead of getting caught up in political spin cycles, if instead of just parroting what our favorite talking heads out in the world at large might say, we focus on giving Caesar what's Caesar's, but giving God what's God's. Making sure that we are first delivering ourselves to him, heart, soul, and might then those things that could so often trip us up, those things that could so often sow division among us, they're going to become a lot less important. They're going to fall by the wayside because what we really need to be focused on, who God is and how we please him as we live in this world, even with all its problems, that will take priority. Hear what Jesus says. Marvel like they did at his wisdom, at how well he handles things like that, but follow his lead. Don't let this world trap you. Don't let your focus go to things that only stir division, that only keep you from God's purposes. Focus on how to please God. If that's what's guiding your decisions each day, like it was for Jesus, then the life that you live will be in the truly now.